What is going on, everyone? It is Noah Heron here with another episode of the All Our Ways podcast. And today I am joined by the most beautiful, intelligent, amazing, charming, funny, creative woman on the planet, my wife, Maddie Heron. And I'm so excited for you to listen to this conversation about marriage, relationships. We talked about entrepreneurship. We talked about winning the lost and being friends with people who do not follow Jesus. She dropped a ton of wisdom nuggets on you. I hope you enjoy it. Before we jump into it, I wanna say a huge shout out to our season one podcast sponsors. Man, what an incredible first season we've had. The Jesus Loves You Company made it happen. I'm so thankful for them. Go check them out on Instagram at Jesus Loves You Co. They have some incredible stuff. They just launched a bunch of new products. Um, they make conversation starters, and it's on really, really cool and comfortable clothing. If you use our discount, all our ways at checkout, you'll actually get a discount on anything you buy. Go check them out. They're amazing. Tell them we sent you. So today. Um, we're going to be talking with my wife, Maddie, and uh, I think that you're going to enjoy this. I'm a little bit biased, but I cannot think of a better person to have on this podcast. Genuinely, um, she's not just my wife and my best friend, but she's an incredible leader, communicator, uh, business person, follower of Jesus. She just has a ton of talents, and um, I really think you're going to enjoy this conversation. I hope that um, we didn't have too much PDA. If we did, just excuse us. Uh, we put a ring on it. Hello, my gorgeous, beautiful wife. I promise I'm only going to hit on you when we're done recording this. Welcome to <laughs> All Our Ways, Madison Heron. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> okay. So right now we're recording this little background. I am in Oklahoma, um, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, uh, preaching this weekend. And Maddie is in Birmingham, Alabama for her mother's birthday. And I'm super bummed that I'm missing out on it. And we really have been wanting to record this episode for a minute. Um, but it just so happened that this week worked the best for uh, her to be on the pod. And we're not even together. So we're recording this on laptops. And um, I'm super excited for everyone to hear from you. Okay, I'm going to shut up because everyone wants to hear you talk. <laughs> So, no. um, okay, Maddie, uh, one of the things that I think is really cool, and I think a lot of other people listening will find really cool is, um, you know, there's kind of this stereotypical pastor's wife model, and it's not a bad model, like, you know, pastor's wives are amazing, and they have their own separate ministry that is just absolutely incredible. Like, there's no way that I could do what I do without you. Um, but you're kind of like not the normal pastor's wife who like is just doing ministry like at the local church. You're you're kind of branching out and you're very entrepreneurial and you um, really approach like ministry just in a unique way. And so um, would you just kind of talk about your thoughts behind that and like why you're so passionate about doing it that way? Well, thank you for saying the kind words. I don't know if it's because you were my husband, but um, I love you. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think, one, God uses everybody in every situation um, with any talent, and that doesn't look the same for everybody. And for me personally, 
I'd never wanted my passions to change just because of another person, because God gave me those passions for a reason. Um, and so I knew that if that was something that he had placed in my heart to have a passion for, that he could use that in whichever way would glorify him the most. And so that's been the confidence that has kind of carried me through being able, I think, to do ministry outside of just the local church. Um, I absolutely will never stop doing ministry inside the local church. That's definitely a heart of mine. But I've always loved fashion. I love business. And for me, being a people person, I just personally feel like I get to reach more people who have either not heard the name of Jesus or unfortunately who has been hurt by a church. And I just feel like that's such a unique opportunity to kind of get to show them the grace of God and the love um, that is there for them. And for me, that feeling and getting to do that is there's no comparison. And so that's why I love getting to do what I do. And that's kind of like what drives me to still want to do ministry Um, whether it be business related, whether it be um, fashion, just any other type outside of the local church. So, yeah, I love it. I I remember when we first started dating and, um, you know, Maddie and I first started dating, she was working for a company that um, had a few people who worked there who uh, didn't follow Jesus. And I think a lot of times, like when we talk about those types of people, we like, we like make everything like this super, like, dramatic conversation yeah she worked with a bunch of like non-jesus followers and it it just i mean they don't follow (laughs) jesus but they were like really amazing people and like some of your best friends and i just remember like we had a conversation one time right at the beginning of us dating where um i was kind of talking about like the way that i do ministry and you were kind of talking about the way that you did ministry and i just loved like hearing you say stuff like yeah, I just always think I want to be in an environment where I can directly impact people and have relationships with people who don't follow Jesus. And like, I know that that's what we're supposed to do as Christians, but you just have like a very intentional, but it doesn't feel like, like very forced either. Like, like it's something you think about, but it's also just like who you are. And like those people in your life who don't follow Jesus don't feel like, you're some like weirdo like you don't have to be like weird to follow Jesus and um was there like something that happened to you in your life that like made you that way or is it just like I I don't know like I think you just embody the fact that you don't have to be weird to follow Jesus you can be normal and be cool and still have unchristian friends and like make an impact on them for the gospel will you just speak to that yeah um one I think my compassion level for people sometimes can be a little overwhelming I it's my greatest strength in my opinion it's something that I absolutely love thanks um but at the same time it can be overwhelming thinking that I need to carry everybody's burdens and that's not the case But the great thing with that is just the love of people and being able to see like what they go through, whether I've been through it or not is so real. And I just think forcing, forcing anything on somebody is just 
not going to change their life. It's like the choice that they as a human being get to make where I feel like it's going to make the biggest difference. And so for me, I, I really think also I have to say like my mom is like a huge contributor to always showing love to, to every single person and never being judgmental towards, you know, anybody we came in contact with. And I also think if you want to love people that are different than you, you have to hang out with people that are different than you. Um, and so, so I think that putting yourself in situations to make you feel uncomfortable um, in a safe environment, but to still kind of push you outside of your comfort, like your comfort zone. Um, God always shows up in those relationships. And, um, I think that that's where you see just the realness in people. And you also get to see the opportunity to be there for somebody, not just to change them, but to like walk through life with somebody. Um, and, for me, that's been like my greatest reward. Like I've definitely had friendships where they're not exactly, I think in my human perspective where they should be, but I know that it's not, it's not my gratification to see the end work. It, it could be just my job to plant the seed. Um, and that alone like really encourages me. And it's something that I just love to see somebody happy. and I love to see somebody know what they're called to do. Um, so I think, yeah, okay. I think the biggest. So that makes me think, I'm going to jump in because it makes me okay. think like there's probably a lot of people listening who find themselves in the same position as you, right? Like they, they're not in um, vocational ministry, but they mm -hmm. definitely have a ministry like at a job or like their friendships or whatever it is. Like they're in, everyone is in ministry um, mm -hmm. and they might be listening to this and they're like, yes, I, I like preach a girl, like I identify <laughs> with what you're saying and like I want to be someone who's friends with people who don't look like me but how do you balance that and make sure that you're the one who is influencing them for Jesus instead of the other way around like like what are what are some ways to make sure that you're not being pulled backwards or like mm -hmm. being pushed away from Jesus in those types of relationships well first and foremost you yourself have to be just like super solid and and when I say that I don't mean you have everything figured out you have everything you want and you're in like this perfect place I just mean your relationship with the Lord you have to know that you know I'm gonna sit at home on a Friday night by myself and I am so happy and I am so content I can see other people doing things without me being there and not be like fearful that I'm, you know, missing out. And, um, for me personally, when I got to that point in life, um, is where I felt like it was easier to say no. So everybody is going to look different and that you have to set boundaries for yourself. So like what I will struggle with is not what someone else will struggle with. Um, and so you just have to know one, what do you struggle with? Pray specifically about that struggle and that, you know, you have guardrails around that so that you are not tempted before you're actually, you know, you get tempted. Um, and so I just think in order to be around people that are not like you in the same instance, you have to have those around you that yeah. can be like, Hey, I love that you're doing this, but I've kind of seen you slide backwards a little bit. So just be careful um, because you can't pour out when you're empty. 
Um, and so you have to be continuously coming from an overflow of um, like your relationship with the Lord to be able to pour into someone else. So that could be, that could be a whole sermon. You just like give three points, babe. I don't even know if you realize you did that. You're like, be content Jesus, make sure you're receiving from him so you can pour out and have accountability. Like that's, a, that's a message. I'm gonna make you preach that in a couple of You're weeks. growing on me. <laughs> okay. You just talked about um, temptation and I know for you, one of your greatest temptations is when you see me on the dance floor and it's totally understandable. Oh, gets me every time. And so I want to talk about relationships for just a minute because I think that you have so much wisdom um, in every area, but I think a lot of people will really benefit from hearing you talk about relationships. Um, uh, just a little backstory. If you don't know, um, Maddie and I were both in long-term relationships before we met each other. And there was a period of singleness for both of us. Um, and then uh, well, over a year for both of us, a little longer for Maddie, I think. And then when Maddie and I started dating, um, I was really, really like, okay, like, I know exactly what I want. You're it. Like, I want to marry you. And Maddie was like, uh, like, I don't know. Like, um, <laughs> what would you say to any uh, girl guy listening who maybe they're in a relationship right now and they're, they're thinking about marriage or trying to figure it out, um, or they are single and they're already kind of thinking like, you know, I'd like to be in a relationship. I'd like to get married one day. What are some yeah. things that you would encourage people to look at um, and be like non-negotiables for your future spouse or just like things that should be super important um, in your opinion? Like, I'm not asking you this because you married me and I'm like asking you to make a list of me because I know that that's what you want to mm -hmm. do. But, are you, so are you asking the question what to look for in another spouse in your singleness or when you were trying to look for someone else? Yeah. Like, you know, like what were, what were like, um, non-negotiables? Cause I know that not every, there can't be like this rigid, uh, list of things, but what are some things that were really important to you? Like in the process of us dating, like the things you needed to know, cause I think what I'm trying to get to is like, so many people that we talk to that like we've yeah. done ministry with who are in relationships like they can't they're one day they're like yeah this is the one next day they're like no i don't know if they're the one and i feel like there's so much like i don't know how do i know if they're the one how do i know if if this is the person god has for me like what was it for for you that like once I, once you saw these things in our relationship or once you saw these things like in in me you were you were confident enough to like move forward yeah this is a little bit of like maybe a different thing to add, but so I was raised with my parents got a divorce when I was younger. Um, my mom did get remarried and I have literally the best dad. Like I don't even call him stepdad, but dad in the entire world. Um, but because of that um, marriage is, was extremely, extremely that much more important to me and meant that much more in my eyes, just because of what I had been through and seen um and so going into it with that perspective from like something that I personally went through it wasn't something that I took lightly I didn't want to just throw around the word like love even to a guy dated um and with that I think sometimes not to I just like don't over spiritualize everything 
like so much that you get inside of your head. Um, and when I say that, I just mean. Wait, do you mean not everything is like God's voice speaking to you? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> like, I think sometimes we use our religion as a way to have like an excuse in relationships sometimes like, mm-hmm. oh, they're Christian. I'm a Christian. We're meant to be together. No. No, you're not. No, you're not. That's not the way that God designed it. And like, there are other factors like, do you laugh together? Do you enjoy life together? Do you enjoy, you know, being in silence in, a, in one room together? Do you, you know, there's so many other different things. And so when you're Which talking about non- happens, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> what, silence? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a talker, which I don't think a whole lot of people get a chance to uh, you're you're a talker and I'm a preacher, so it's like if I if you're not in the mood, I'm in the mood, and and if I'm in the mood, <laughs> you're in the mood. So it's it's very rarely quiet. It's fun though. Yes, that is true. Um, but non-negotiables. So they're gonna look different for everybody. Um, but for me personally, um, I needed someone, which is cliche as it sounds, love the Lord, and I don't mean they were just a Christian. I met someone that knew that I did not complete them, that God had already completed them and they knew who they were even without me. Um, And they knew what they were called to do without me and felt super confident just in that. Because I think that there is, that's very attractive in a person. Um, And I think that's the way that God designed it um, is for it to be him first before anybody else. And I know that's so something we hear all the time. But when you do it that way, you will see how much easier and natural that it comes um, and how much peace God gives you when it is the person that you do choose to spend the rest of your life with. So for me, that was my my number one negotiable. My second one was lightheartedness. I, I love humor. I love laughing. I think there are so many things going on in the world all the time that you need to have a best friend that can make you laugh when you don't want to, because I'm a very stubborn human being, <laughs> as you know, and you just need a partner that can walk with like a light heart and be able to lift you up when you're down and vice versa. So that was my second. Um, and then my third was a drive just and and that's really for, anything because I think God did give us passions. He gave us desires to chase after so that he can use for his glory. And that was something that was super important to me, no matter what that looked like. It did not have to be a pastor. I just got real lucky, but um, it looks different in everything. I just wanted someone that woke up and knew that they had a purpose here and knew that it was worth like fighting for and striving for and you just happen to meet all of those qualities for me. See, this is amazing. This is exactly why I wanted to have you on, just so I could ask you that <laughs> question and be affirmed. Um, no, uh, I think that's super good. I, I know that um, a lot of people listening are not married yet, um, just because we have a younger demographic who uh, listens to this podcast, although we do have older people as well. So um, it's a really cool mix. But since we do have a large demographic of single people or people who are just in dating relationships at this point. Um, I remember when I was single, even though I was extremely content in my singleness, there was a part of me that would always just kind of 
I don't know, I, I never said this out loud. I never like intentionally thought about it, but there was always this part of me that was like, oh, like it's just going to be so much better when I get married. And mm-hmm. it obviously is so much better now that I'm married to you, now that like I married my best friend. But like, I think a lot of times we blanket that statement over things that like we're going through personally, like individually and we're like oh you know I I won't struggle with this anymore because when I'm married like I'm just gonna be like so happy and like so (laughs) that's a lie (laughs) and um I I would just love for you to speak to that and kind of like any advice you would give to someone who is not married yet listening to this podcast and how they can prepare for what marriage is really like. I know we've only been married for a year. We don't know all the answers. I'm not asking you to write a marriage book, but just, you know, give, give some advice for someone who wants to get there and what they can be doing right now. So for me, I actually made a list. I made a list of things that I just personally felt like would be easier to achieve in my singleness um, than it would be in a marriage. That's not saying marriage is bad. Singleness is great. They're both the most amazing seasons and they're both Mm -hmm. very different seasons. But reality is when you're single, what you do doesn't really affect another person the way that it does when you are married. Um, And that can be financially, that can be in so many, you know, other areas of life, like your time that you spend and everything like that. So for me, I made a list of things that I just was like, what, Maddie, what do you want to learn to do? What brings you joy that you really haven't done yet that you think would be super fun? Um, And so something for me was um, I have a younger brother, obviously, I know you know this, um, who's 10 years younger than me. And I knew one day I will not be living in the house that I was in with my younger brother that I would be married one day. And so for me, I made it a point to make that a part of like my list that I wanted to spend time with my younger brother. I wanted to be at his soccer games. I wanted to hang out with him and make that like a priority um, because I knew one day it wouldn't be as easy to see him as when I lived under the same roof as him. Um, And something else was friendships. Like I know that my friendships are just as strong um, with the people that I've been friends with for a while but reality is when you do get married, your husband or your wife comes first. And that's an amazing, amazing thing. Mm. But in your singleness, your family can come first or your friends can come first. And so yeah. relationally, I just wanted to either mend relationships that were broken or I wanted to pour into relationships that I knew one day would be harder to hang out with or to see as much as I did. Um, And then, of course, just a few other fun things. Like I went skydiving. I, you know, take up like a new hobby. Just I think we get so bogged down sometimes about relationships and marriage. And I think sometimes you just have to remind yourself as a human being, God did not create you, nor did he put you on this earth so that you could be married. That was not his end goal for your life. And that was not his purpose for your life. So, so if you make that your purpose, you will always feel like there is something missing. You will always feel like there is something that you fall short in that you'll blame yourself for this or that. And so I think if you can find the joys that God has put into your heart, 
And that can be so many, your friends, your family, hobbies, traveling, some, a business you've wanted to start up, being financially stable on your own, no matter what age you are. I think that if you can strive to make your life super purposeful in the season that you are in, then, oh my goodness, what you're going to contribute to your marriage is going to be that much greater. And I think you just have to consistently remind yourself like every single day, because every day comes with its own struggles. Every day is a new day. And so you have to wake up just saying, I was not created today to just be married. I have so many more purposes in life than just that. And so I'm going to make today about finding those purposes and not just a person. I love it. So good. Okay. Um, I'm going to wrap up now and I'm going to just finish this off with a rapid fire question and answer. Mm. You just have to answer. Um, I get nervous for these. I know. I don't even, honestly, I didn't even prepare these questions. I'm just going to ask random questions. Oh, the top of my okay. Head. So here we go. Are you ready? I think. Okay. Uh, what is your favorite game to play of all time? Oh my goodness. Card games. What? That's not, that's not a game. That's multiple games. There's a gazillion card games. You have to pick one. I don't remember what it's called. Are you t- thinking of nerds? Yes, yes. Yeah. Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's your favorite snack? <laughs> french fries. Yeah, Maddie eats nothing but salty stuff. She loves french fries and potato chips. <laughs> I y'all, I could eat an entire bag of potato chips for breakfast. It's so bad. Okay, what's your favorite worship song right now? Promises by um, Maverick City Worship. Mm, okay what's your favorite book that you've read in the past five years I like that you put five years because you know that I've been (laughs) struggling to read books lately (laughs) um gosh literally any Bob Goff book currently trying to listen slash read his newest one um also these are your typical cliche Christian books but you know what sometimes they do the job they do the job uh the single dating engaged married Super helpful. Yes. Um, I also feel like I'd be a really bad Christian, but I didn't just say it. The Bible. There you go. I was waiting for that. Okay. <laughs> um, if you were living another life and you couldn't be a business owner in fashion, you couldn't be a pastor's wife, um, we would still be married, but you like that couldn't mm-hmm. be like your, your job. You know, okay. We we would have found each other either way. Oh, <laughs> okay. What would you do? What would you um be? I would be a race car driver. <laughs> <laughs> I um, love driving fast. It's bad. One of the like first times Maddie came to hear me preach. Um, she'd heard me <laughs> preach a couple times, but. It was like a really big deal. I got asked to speak uh, at my alma mater, Lee University. And for me, that was like the the bucket list place to speak, like at at their chapel. I've always wanted to speak there. Um, When I gave my life to Jesus, I like started dreaming about preaching there. And so I got invited to preach there and I was so excited and I was so nervous. And Maddie decided she was going to drive all the way from Birmingham, Alabama, which was three hours away, to hear me preach that morning at 10 o'clock. And so um, she gets there. I don't see her beforehand. I am on stage. I look over and she's just smiling and being supportive. And as soon as service is over, um, I go give her a big hug. 
she looks at me and she goes, I got a ticket. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for sharing that story. And she was like, I was just trying to get here to hear you preach, but if she'd left on time, she wouldn't have had the speed. So anyways. um, Okay, guys, I am working on my time management skills. Guys, leave early and don't speed. But in another life, I would love to be a race car driver. I love going fast. I love um, the thrill. And I just think it'd be super fun. Okay, last question. If you were going to give a TED Talk on any subject, what would it be? Mm. And, and it can't be like fashion or Jesus. Oh, no. Oh, no, you got to answer. Okay, what if it's related to Jesus? Because if you really think about it, Jesus gave us all things. Okay, all right, fair enough. Um, <laughs> um, Oh gosh, that's a very hard question. I think that it is because there's so many things I feel like I could talk about, but I think that in this season of life, something for me would just be like, mm, I'm trying to think of another word besides the word joy, Mm -hmm. but I also think it's like a mix of joy and grace, which I know you said I'm not allowed to say that kind of stuff. No, you're not. Like it's a, it's a Ted talk. It's not a sermon. Like what would your Ted talk be? Like, like like random, you know, people give TED Talks on like inventions or like ideas and stuff like that. I mean, I guess you could give a TED Talk on Jesus, but that, I would just call that a sermon. So we're not doing sermons. Hmm. Like Tiffany, when she was on, I don't know if you remember, she said that hers would be on making avocado or something like that. Or like, yeah, you mean probably wait, wait, not guacamole. Guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> You do use avocado to make guacamole, so you are going somewhere with that. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like I've probably given you a thousand TED Talks. Can you remember one? (laughs) (laughs) I remember all of them. I think if Maddie was going to give a TED Talk, it would either be on uh, snacks or possibly... Alabama. Oh, yeah, or Alabama. (laughs) So there's this thing that Noah always makes fun of me. I can be in a conversation with somebody from Delaware, and I will talk about something that is in Alabama as if this person had lived there their whole life. And he is like, Maddie, they're not from Alabama. They don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, well, you should, because it's a great place. uh okay well this was amazing we're running out of time i'm so thankful that you are on the podcast you are amazing Mm -hmm. and i can't wait to see you tomorrow i know i miss you (laughs) thanks maddie love you